Hey guys, this is Robin. Welcome to. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, you can't make faces when I'm trying to be really serious. I'm trying to put on my. And that's why you wonder why I'm bored. <laughs> Are you bored right now already? Sometimes I glaze over a little. Okay, here we go. I'll make this fast. Okay, deep breath. Put on my r super professional uh, radio talk show host voice. Okay, go. Hey guys, this is Rob. Oh, what? Is that too loud now? Too loud right. and deep and All weird. Right. Hey guys, this is Rob. Is that better? Hey This one? Too high. Okay. Hey, hey guys, gu hey guys uh, this is Rob and. No, I'll. T All right. Uh, where in the spectrum is my voice and this is where am I feeling of the day? Okay, and this is where I want this is this is my talk this is my talking voice. That was good. Alright. Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number forty. Can we talk about identity? It's my conversation with Justin Charbonneau at the Lowry. Eating some foods, drinking some beers. It was a great conversation. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Why do you ask me? Are you talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Expect me to talk? For those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past 10 years, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. Oh, there are some identity things. Foreshadow, foreshadow. Side note, uh, in, when I was in high school, my favorite English teacher would do something when we were learning Shakespeare. I was in a few different plays. He was in charge of drama and all that stuff, too. He would always, uh, when he was reading through Shakespeare and there was ever a foreshadow moment, he would just mm. yell, foreshadow, foreshadow, and it stuck with me forever. I love oh, it. What a classic teacher. I know. It's, it's Doing kind of goofy, is. but likable, yes. Robin Williams-y things. Yeah, he'd make, he'd make me stand up on my desk and say things like... Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. <laughs> captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Well, Captain, my captain. Mr. Overstreet, I warn you. Sit down. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Okay, but speaking of identity, I am a bassist. I'm a self-proclaimed uh, white male uh, between the ages of 30 and 35 who uh, claims to be working as a self-employed bassist and music director for the past 10 years, I would say. This is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try to get past what it is they do to find out who they are and why they do it. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my friend, my... Oh, friend to all cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my friend, my friend of all cats, <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, it's uh, hey, before we move on, I am so glad that we don't have to deal with sponsors, or else I would have to tell you that Guinness, hey, I would have to tell you that Guinness is the greatest beer. Do you want a Guinness? Yes, please. It's the greatest beer known to mankind. Ah, <laughs> oh. All right, cheers. It's launching me, boy. Mmm. Oddly enough, it doesn't taste like mother's milk. It doesn't taste like mother's milk today? No. Okay. 
It's funny that you bring up what it tastes like because that leads me to my next segment that would, well, that wasn't even planned. You have no idea what the next segment is, do you? Sure, Rob. Okay, come on. <laughs> Just kidding. For those of you that have been following along with the podcast, you know that every week we ask Sarah a question. Those questions come from you, the listeners, and they come one of three ways. I'm trying to make this podcast... What? This, yeah. I, what? You spittled on me. I'm yelling into the microphone and I'm spitting across the table at <laughs> In Sarah. In a small room. <laughs> In a small room. Well, it's got the trajectory over the table, so at least awards for that. What was I saying? Oh yeah. I'm trying to make this most interactive podcast in the history of podcasts. And by doing that, I'm trying to here, listen, this is how this podcast works. Typically podcasts that are long format interview style podcasts, they have someone in charge of booking and the, or maybe they're booking themselves and they're reaching out to as famous people as possible, people that you would know uh, to get as many listeners as possible. And they're reaching out, you're, you're working for months to schedule people to come on the podcast. This is not one of those. In this podcast, I want this to be interactive to just like life is. I want to see where the flow of this goes. And so because of that, I've had people write into the podcast and recommend different people for me to interview. And some of the interviews have come because of that. And some of the other ways interviews have happened have just because I've been maybe playing a gig with someone like this week. This comes from I was playing a gig with someone and I realized, man, I've got to get you on the podcast. That'll come later. Uh, but I just want this to be interactive. So whether it is a question for Sarah or it is uh, a question of why you can hear the wind from my hand as I flail my hands around this dining room <laughs> you table. You noticed that I was watching them. Yeah, you're staring at my hands. <laughs> uh, anyways, any questions you may have, if you want to write in, if you have a comment, uh, whatever that is, I'd love to hear from you. That can happen one of three ways. Ask Sarah a question via the i2 com. Oh, what the heck? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Via the comment section on iTunes, rate, comment, and subscribe on this podcast. Five stars only. And ask Sarah a question. Or you can call the podcast hotline. Yes, we have a hotline uh, that's been featured on some of the past episodes. And the number to that is 612-584-9330. Or you can do the old-fashioned thing. You can write into the podcast through email via rob at thecuriouspod.com or you can go to the website thecuriouspod.com slash contact. And I mean, I'm just throwing out all the ways. Or you can come to our house. My address is, <laughs> no, I'm just, I just feel like I was on a roll there. I need to take yeah. a second to take drink a Guinness. Okay, I'm back. This week's question for Sarah comes from, this week's question comes through the website. It's actually a question about Guinness. For Sarah. Oh, I think I did see this. Okay, this week's question comes from Shema. I do, so here's the deal. Before I read this, uh, one of the coolest things about this podcast that I've realized is that there we have been we have listeners all over the world on the website through the and I I purposely haven't been looking at analytics for this podcast because I don't want to get falling in that trap of ooh this podcast episode did better who's listening how many listeners do we have I did that at the beginning of this podcast and it's kind of like Instagram or social media it'll drive you insane if you're doing something for the likes or the followers it's gonna drive you mad no matter what you're doing through my analytics stuff it shows where in the world we have listeners. And we have a pretty decent following in some Arabic countries. And I'm assuming because of the language the, the subject line is written in, I'm assuming that's where this is from. The message says, Hello, Rob. Thanks for your great podcast and teaching world to stay true to themselves and be curious. Here's my question that Ben ridiculously stuck in my head. According to my beliefs and religion, I may never drink a sip of cocktail in my whole lifetime and may never experience that taste of mother's milk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, 
Uh, where did that come from? You calling Guinness mother's it tastes like mother's milk. What's the story behind that? I was at a liquor store and was chatting with, I think he was a wine buyer actually, but he was Irish and he told me that they always called it mother's milk. And I was like, that's so funny. I'm going to hold on to that. So you've been referencing since practically day one of this podcast. For sure. Calling it mother's milk. Anyways, uh, they say... Uh, I may never experience that taste of mother's milk, obviously referring to Guinness. And let me be honest, this is torturing me now and because I'm curious and want to try how people actually enjoy the bitterness of it, okay. question mark. So that might be a question. What do you think I should do, or if you could describe in a taste of a legal thing for me what it tastes like? Thank you so much for letting me ask my cheesy question. P.S. You may now say she's crazy. She could ask her friends, but let me tell you, that in the whole country I live in, it's forbidden to drink cocktails. So I had no one but Sarah to ask this question. I guess you should never travel here. Oh. oh. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, too many to share. Nah, it's too deep of a conversation. No, say it. I want to hear what your thoughts are. What I think is unfortunate about religion, and I do mean many of them, my own included at times, no. is that... We have taken something that is neutral. It's neither good nor bad, and we've made it into something it's not, Yeah, perhaps. And so that's kind of how I feel about that. But yes. I also know in certain countries, it's it's not just bad. It's There's serious repercussions if you do it. So I would by no means encourage you to do it, but it's just sad when it's it's not good nor bad. It just is. It's yeah. And then there's other cultures where, outside of religion, but just cultures in general where it's it's so much ingrained in their everyday life. Like in Germany, everyone drinks beer all the time. In Italy, people drink wine at lunch yeah. while they're at work. Anyway, the world is too big of a thing for me to tackle in this one moment. But that's kind of what I would say about drinking is it's neither good nor bad. In my opinion, it just is a thing. It is a mixture of water and grains and herbs and spices and whatever else or fruits yeah. that has sat too long. Like, I literally remember in college, my roommate had a container of blueberries, and they sat too long, a very long time, and when we opened it up, it smelled boozy. Yeah. Were, were those blueberries a sin? No, they just sat in the fridge a long time. Yeah. So. Man, it's such a heavy question. It's probably the most serious question we've ever had. Okay. Describing Guinness, though. If you are not able to drink Guinness, Sarah, how would you describe Guinness for someone that can't drink it? I would describe Guinness as... Creamy, but not milk-like. Chocolate, vanilla, and a hint of smoke. Yeah. Just off the top of my mind, I, if I ruminated more, I'd probably taste more things. Shema, thank you for your question. I hope that answers it a little bit. All right, let's move on to this week's interview. This is how this whole conversation came about. A few weeks ago, I got a text from Justin, uh, who is best known for being the electric guitar player in Soul Asylum. Justin has been playing guitar in a band called Oklahoma, and he asked me to be a part of it to play a couple shows the other week. As we were playing, uh, we just got into some awesome conversations that reminded me of how deep of a thinker Justin is, and... In a green room, I was like, well, dude, we should get together and have a conversation for the podcast. The conversation didn't go anywhere near uh, what I was originally going to talk to him about because these podcasts are either one of two things. Typically, it's either something where I'm straightforward interviewing someone uh, or it just happens to be a conversation. 
And this ended up just being a flowing conversation. And what I wanted to talk with Justin about that we didn't hit is the fact that his identity to me as an electric guitar player is one of someone that takes every single thing he does super seriously. I have played with Justin for a couple of different gigs. And the thing that stands out to me is that Justin is someone who, no matter how big the gig is, he shows up and he kills it. He does his thing and he takes everything super seriously. So I wanted to talk about that, but we ended up just talking about identity. We were talking in the green room and I said, let's sit down and have a conversation over a few beers. We got together at the Lowry, one of Justin, we walk, okay, by the way, have you been to the Lowry? Yeah, those are the deviled eggs. Yeah, which is funny to me that now between all my friends, oh, the Lowry? Yeah, they're the one with the great deviled eggs. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't even know why they're good. They just are. Yeah, they're amazing. If it's late night in Minneapolis and you find yourself in Uptown, head over to the Lowry for some great beers. Freehouse, I think, brews their beers. Yeah, they're all part of that chain. Yeah, which Freehouse is where I interviewed Joel Bowers. Mm. It all ties together. So... Massive thank you to the Lowry for letting us come in and interview there. If you want to check out a video of this podcast, head over to youtube.com slash therobmorgan. You can see a video. Anyways, this is my conversation with Justin Charbonneau. Just a dude. Just a human. Just, here's my interview. Dial it back a little more. Touche. I know. Here's my conversation with the human. With From one skin sack to another. Here's, here's <laughs> a... Uh, here are two uh, blood sacks uh, communicating verbally over uh, a malt beverage. That'll do. And deviled eggs, of course. Yeah. Uh, man, that's so funny. You remind me, you, you here reminds me of going uh, with Ian to Wasabi. Oh. Because he goes in there and like he gets a hug from the owner. Totally. <laughs> he comes totally. out like everybody yes. knows him. Thank you. It's insane. And I love it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I love going there with him because he knows that restaurant so well. Yeah. So he can say, like, walk you through the menu. Yeah. I get this this one, but I sub this out. And I I was like, all right, I'll just do that. Because if that's what you do and you're here all the time, it's not going to suck. Man, I want to do. I've been been sitting on this idea, and your uh, liaison comment made me think of the fact of it'd be fun to. My idea is I want to put on some kind of just chill event just for friends or people that find it interesting called I'd Always Been Curious About Something. And so one of them would be about I've Always Been Curious About Whiskey and bring in a friend that knows a ton about whiskey and we talk about it. Yes. And he just explains the nuances and what you should be thinking about when you're tasting it. And Ian would be, I I don't know how you could do that, but it would be so interesting if you could get... 10 people to say, all right, we're all going to go out to eat with Ian yes. and he's going to talk us through sushi. Totally. Like, what to think about. What is this? What is this thing that you're looking at? What's this name? Yeah. Mean? And what's crazy too is, and why that I think would be cool is because, I mean, to bring Dave Perner back into this, like there's a grand hotel has a restaurant called rare on the second floor, rare steak and sushi. Oh, yes. And, and, yeah. I, and when I was there with him, like, he was loving that sushi. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this sushi spot is really awesome. Yeah. Because, again, Dave, like, knows. Yeah. And then I took Ian there. Yeah. And Ian was not digging it. He was. And so I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Because oh, I, my eyes. Yeah. You just assumed. I was like, well, if Dave likes it, it yeah. must be awesome. It must be awesome. Yeah. But I was sort of like, I think I trust Ian more on this matter. 
Yes. So, you know, you even just weigh uh, that. You're like, who do, who's version of this do i believe more uh yes um i want to remind i'm writing a reminder to come back to what we were talking about earlier but what you're saying right now makes me think of this thought of obsession uh and i have i feel like the people i connect with the most are people that allow themselves to obsess about something that they're going to get into it like whatever you're going to get into like my closest friends will dive super deep uh into something whether it's sushi ian into sushi where he just goes as far as possible and learning. He just loves it. And I feel like you're kind of that kind of personality too. Totally. Are you like that with stuff outside of music? Like biking, for instance. Uh, you, you got Ian into biking, right? No, vice versa. Oh, he, he got, got you me into in, but then okay. I went in deep. Because yeah. because of touring, Yeah, I was never going to be the guy who, you know, when the bus mm-hmm. parks that morning in whatever city you're in, yeah. who's going to be content. You're Just hang out right yeah, there. Yeah, because you are... You're basically on a leash as far as you're willing to walk. Yes. You know, so there becomes a radius. Yes. So as far as I'm willing to go today on my feet, unless you're in a city with an Just incredible public transportation. Yes. So that would change yeah. in New York City. Yeah. And now even like with Lyft and Uber. Yeah, that would huge, that would change it. Yeah. I was like, ah, I want to get a nice bike, a single speed. Yes. Ian. Did you do it where you like collapsed it down, or you just got no, it no, so it's no, still no. set up? Oh, for how so? Like when you, you mean, were when you were tour, when you were on the bus, did you have it all just like? I didn't know if you got one of those collapsible bikes. No, 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 no. You, I just like, got a Bianchi apart, like San Jose because Ian said get a Bianchi San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, like right, I'll do it. It's that you know which he'll love. It's that thing and yes. like these are not the droids you're looking for. Yes. These are not the droids you're looking. for. <laughs> you want a Bianchi? Yeah, I was like, yeah. all right. All right yeah, yeah. Cool. So I was like, yeah. and so I went to this a is shop. The best bike, yes. Yeah, you know where they said you're this tall, get this one. Yeah. I mean, completely blind, and it's never failed mm-hmm. me, and it does. I can get on. Do you that. still have it? Yeah, I can pedal it, and it will take me wherever I turn yes. it. You know, I mean, yep. it does. I, you know, so I don't <laughs> know enough awesome. about it, but yeah. you know, I went in hardcore in the sense oh, yeah. that got all the tools, yes. got yes. the messenger bag. So do you have so. like? Do you have a toolkit that was with you on the road? Totally. Yeah, just because uh, in the sense that yeah. if I because I was tire. Well, exactly, because I would. Yes. You know, we would sometimes be in I rural. Love I love this. Uh, like Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, and playing wherever whatever yeah. arena or, yeah. or whatever it was or festival yeah and i would be like you know what i want starbucks because i at the yes. point i have a huge coffee addiction <laughs> well caffeine not yeah. even coffee so it, it's truly caffeine like if i don't drink caffeine i will yes. get the worst headache so was it like would you drink anything other than coffee like would would a Red Bull help? I went, I've never tried your, a Red what Bull. What was your like, caffeine outside of and coffee? And I don't know why it wasn't. It didn't so, okay. exist. And it needs to be frou-frou. It can't taste yes. like coffee, which I was yes. telling you the other day. Yeah, I love it's that. To be, I love that. It's yeah. like a venti peppermint mocha. You know, yes. though, it tastes like yes. Christmas in a cup. Totally. Year round. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm totally cool with that. Which is so yeah. lame and so dorky. <laughs> and it's so, what's funny is like, yeah. I know it's not even good. Yes. Even when I'm drinking, it's just, uh, it's familiar. Yes, and it, and it, oh, it and it keeps me from having a headache. Yes. But sometimes I would wake up and I'd like, oh geez, we're in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the closest mall right now is 26 miles away. So you were like, screw it. So I'm, I'm like, going for I'm it. going for it. So I would go. Yeah. You know, I, I also just kept normal human hours on tour. I never did the thing where I became nocturnal. Really? I would play a show, I would shower, and I would get yes. in my bunk and I would watch 
HGTV or DIY. Yes. Fall asleep Crash, and then wake up at morning. seven or eight. Man, that must have been hard for you because that crew, the crews you've traveled with, are hardcore nocturnal. Completely, like, flip. completely nocturnal. Yeah. In the sense, even with yeah. Solasan, where I would wake up in the morning and Dave would still be awake from yes. the night before. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, so we'd yeah. have like this 20-minute thing and flip. then he'd go to bed. And then I, I yeah. would, so then I would jump on my phone, see where it was. And like, oh, all right, today it's 30 yeah. miles away. So I'd go one ear in. Yeah. So I could hear the navigation and then single speed, which even was was awesome because it kept me active. Yes. And it it's hard. Like even like little inclines. Yeah. You are working. You're standing up and you're struggling. I have a single speed too. And I I wouldn't I have no interest in changing it because I love that. Like you just have to I'm gonna have to stand for the next ten minutes and just Well I think as a white man in America Yes. I have, there is no struggle in my life. There is nothing in my life mm. that is hard. Hmm. And I, in the sense that, like, there, I like the things that remind me I'm alive. And working hard is one of those things. Like, yes. so, like, living through a Minnesota winter mm-hmm. that is brutal. Yes. But it, when you feel that, when you step outside and you feel that cold, you're like, oh, geez, I'm alive right now. And sometimes that's a good reminder. And so I like the privilege of being born in my skin. I know that's a controversial thing right now. Yeah. But it's not saying that I've never had anything hard happen yeah. to me or bad. Yeah. It's saying because of the color of my skin, that has never made anything hard or. Yes. So like that one got like a check and it's like, because of that, you're going to coast because of this. Yeah. You know, so there's been yeah. other things that I would totally do. Absolutely. I'm going to change my beer. That was awesome. I'm going to do the, uh, can I do the Vienna lager? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Same thing for you. Stella, please. Right. Yeah. So just in the sense it's, yeah. So it's like things, things can be yeah. hard in my life, but it's never been hard because of the skin I was born in. Yes. That's never been the thing that's made it hard, if that yes. makes sense. It does. I've been wrestling with that thought of kind of... Like, right, here's where the yeah. thought is hard, right? Yeah. The thought, that whole, the whole thing, I've been wrestling with this topic, this really recently controversial topic. I've been wrestling with it a lot lately and just trying to find, trying to figure out the way I view it all, view myself, because the hard thing for me is within that concept um, of being a white man and things are easy for me then it gets put on me that if things aren't going well in my life my career isn't going well I'm not being successful in whatever terms or things are um, things aren't working out or whatever it is opening up for me in my life career whatever it is then that falls completely on me because all the doors were opened up for you as a white person white dude some people even say like a tall white dude. I fit like all. I feel like all the boxes. Well, you totally do. Check and uh, you probably never in your whole life felt like you were in danger. Mm-hmm. In the sense, I just heard this thing, and yes. I don't even know what it was, but of what it feels like to be a woman on an elevator yes. with men. Okay. Yes. Feeling right. like at any point this man could overtake me. And it probably yes. won't happen, but I, there's never been a scenario in my life 
or my adult mm-hmm. life, I mm-hmm. should say, where I felt like at any point I'm in danger. Yes. And I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. You know what I mean? Oh, or like, like someone is going to do something to me. Mm. I mean, I don't know how tall I am, yeah. but I'm over six feet tall. Yes. I'm relatively fit. You know, yes. it's like I never feel like, ah, oh, right now, what could what could happen to me? Knowing your surroundings. I interviewed a gal named Chusha who owns Boom Island Brewery oh, sure. with her husband. Yeah. And she's from uh, China, from the Guangzhou province, I think. And she was saying how... As okay, one more interruption. No we worries. don't have the Vienna Lager anymore. They have no worries. ESB? Yeah. That, I'll have that then. Thank right. you. Yeah. She was talking about how at all times uh, she knows who she's around. She knows totally. her surroundings, how safe she is, how much she fits in, what she should be acting like. Totally. Uh, and I, so I was just thinking about that. And I, a small story that just hit me recently uh, not to interrupt what you're saying no, but no, I think no. it just adds to it if like Sarah and I had had this situation happen to us that spurred on a ton of conversation uh, between us and opening my eyes to everything you're saying like a woman in an elevator and that was we were at a party this winter or this last fall with some friends and it was like an Oktoberfest party and it was fun and there was every, everybody there was it was a safe surrounding, right? So to me, it was totally. like it, it, almost even the sense of safety and what we're talking about, socioeconomic status. Totally. It's just at someone's house down down south of the cities in one of the suburbs. Yes. Everybody's, it's a potluck situation. They've got some beer there, all that stuff. I, we were hanging out and towards the end of the evening, some dude walks up our age to my wife and starts he made a comment and right in front of me starts massaging her back like grabs her and starts massaging her back Crazy. and both of us were taken aback by it he was right. talking about oh you need to do this he's like oh yeah you don't pop your back and he was starting to do like this whole back popping thing to her and we were like oh dude Whoa. Uh, yeah. you need to slow down right now what you're doing slow and so Sarah and I were talking after that we ended up going for a walk the next day and it was so jarring to me because I was in the situation with someone I cared about and it was the first time I was, ta- I was taken aback of like, what are you doing right now? Right. He hands my wife. What do I do? You're not. You don't right. mean it. He's a little tipsy. He wasn't trying to put a move on her. No. Yeah. Right. But it was even. So it was like, in the weirdest way, the nicest possible sexual right. harassment situation. Right. <laughs> you could never be. In. But it's like this thing of like. Then I'm like, what do I do? I like start confronting this guy. Right. And if it would have been, a, it was so quick that I didn't need to. Right. But I would have. Well, and how often does that yes. kind of stuff, maybe yes. not to that degree, yes. but happen every day. And that's what Sarah said. Yeah. She goes, you have to understand, this is my entire life. This so in my... high school, older men doing this, cat calls. Dude, we played Oklahoma uh, at the Turf Club a few yes. nights ago. And she texted me because she left. And I was like, we're at the Turf Club. She just parked right out there. I, w- right. I was there watching the show. I didn't think, I just didn't even think in that moment to like walk her out. Right. But she left and she was texting me saying some like creepy dude was catcalling and yelling at her and almost advancing towards her. And she got in her car and drove off. Right. And it's just a constant thing. So anyways, all that to say that we ended up, the next day we just had the day off and we were going for a walk. And it was just like, it was a really hard uh, awareness for me of realizing, oh, this is something you deal with on a regular basis. Yes. I never know anything about. Yeah, right. So not even. Yes. So that's the thing is, is it like it's not a race thing? Well, and to my point, just that, mm-hmm. like my gender, yeah, my ethnicity. I mean, because I'm 
a good chunk native, but I look more yes. white okay, or yeah. Caucasian or however you want to say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you do have some flavor. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not, yeah. you know, but not, enough not to, to the point where it's ever been yeah. anything in my life that has, you know, made anything yes. hard. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I look white enough, you know. Yeah. Which is, ah, it's so crazy, just the thing. And to yeah. the point of, uh, I think I was saying to you maybe a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. But I'll never forget traveling with Michael, who's black. Well, a couple of thoughts that I had. I'm going to go one back and then I'll come back Ab- to that. No, absolutely. When you're saying that, uh, Winston, who plays bass in Soul Asylum. Whoa. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. That looks awesome. Oh, yeah, come. How do you want to do it when this stuff happens? Just like pause? I don't know no what way. you're normal. We'll keep going. All right, we're just if you're comfortable with it. that. Yeah, oh, totally. I just don't know. My whole you're... thing with this is my, I wonder, my question, my curiosity when I started this podcast was I wonder if I can be intentional enough with setting up microphones and everything in a way. Oh, yes. thank you. Awesome. Thank you. The thought was. Every great conversation that I've had didn't happen in a studio with headphones oh, over a microphone. Totally. I, I just like, how can I set this up in a way that gets clear audio, video, or whatever, uh, that we can just forget about it and just yes. Would that be interesting and not distracting? Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank, that's, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, all right. So Winston is a black man who lives in either New York or New yeah. Jersey, depending on what he's doing. And he would, I mean, we, he, towards the end of my run in Soul Asylum, got a, I don't know if he went true, I think he went full on single speed too. So we would do the thing where then we would, we're like bike buddies. Yes. Bike buddies. So his, when he's not traveling, his life is insane in the sense that he was, I believe the musical director, or I don't fully know how it works on Broadway, but he was, you know, kind of in charge of a ton of musicians on rock. Uh, what's it called Rock of Ages it's no longer on Broadway and then now I can't remember which musical he's doing this summer but he's the first call bass sub on Hamilton I mean his life is is insane and all he he must be way more awesome than I know is is he super legit as a bassist oh he's yeah and then he I mean I I hate to say he dumbs it down but you know like when you're oh, doing yeah. the rock thing it's slightly different you just never know yeah you never fully know stuff. the facility yes and his re- I mean he showed me we would mm-hmm. often we didn't have to share a hotel room but we would I mean we were yeah, just yeah. such good friends that's so like this is stupid because we would just end up in each other's room anyway I could yeah. just cut one out save money for everybody yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I love uh, and, that. Yeah, I love so that. we were we were like bike buddies, roommate buddies. Yes. But he, when he got the Hamilton thing, showed me, like they send all the charts, but then they also show you like bass eye view because that's what his instrument bass, of what it's going to be like when you get there in the pit, or I don't know if Hamilton the band's on stage, but yeah. it's exactly what you're going to see. And so, so they have like footage yeah, of it. Yeah, and he so he oh. showed me that first number. That's the one that they you know that everyone uh-huh. knows and that they do on the award shows yeah. when it first came out. And it was crazy. It's like this is exactly how the conductor is gonna cue you, and every yes, and you're just seeing and you're like, this uh, is insane. Yes, just in the sense that this right now is the biggest music. I mean, it makes the hair stand up on my arm right now. <laughs> yes, this is it. the most 
legit thing in the world right now and you are and you know he's just, and and he's the sweetest yeah. like you would never know that that's what he does yes but he yeah. would talk to me about what it's like then driving home and in the middle of the night and your headlight goes out and then i would be yeah i've never even considered i would just say at highway speed yeah, i might get pulled over tomorrow. yeah i might get pulled over and then yeah. i'll say oh yeah I'll change it yeah. tomorrow He's like, for me, when that happens, what I do is I go hazards. I'm in the shoulder driving 30 yes. or, you know, he's like, I want whoever comes upon me, whatever officer to know, I know it's a thing. Yeah. And to get the sense upon the scene that you're yes. not walking into anything shady. Cause for him, his you life is at scenario. stake. Yes. For me, I can just- It's an inconvenience. Yes. And so that was just jarring to find out because here's this guy who on paper yeah. is killing it. Mm -hmm. And he is. He's mm -hmm. an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. And because of the color of his skin, something that for me would be a non-issue mm -hmm. is something that currently could kill him. And like this world without Winston would be the biggest bummer ever. Yes. This world needs Winston. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, this is where this has turned is awesome because I have realized recently I want to. It does not having this conversation and being open about the things I struggle with it, or I'm, I'm not in the struggle with it, but in the sense of the things I'm learning to wrap my mind around and thinking new thoughts, realizations. Uh, I have in my choice to double down with that and be super open, whether it's with a right. podcast or anything, it doesn't make me look cool at all or good because the easiest thing for me is to say, well, obviously, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm privileged. I'm a white man. Totally. Everything's easy. That's easy. But I, I want to be open about the process of the things that I'm thinking about. And so hopefully maybe somebody else will connect with that. That is, I feel like when I look at, it's easy on social media to see the end result of someone, someone's either completely lost in ignorance or someone is completely open-minded and a healthy right, individual in the right. world. But what's the process of working through those things? So I just mean to say, I'm pumped to see where this has gone right. because I do struggle with some of these things in the sense of, I feel like my biggest discomfort is maybe guilt a little bit oh sure. in the sense of like the guilt of my not knowing that right the things of well i think personally for me one it sounds so arrogant of for me you know however many minutes ago to say i like working hard or working out or riding my bike up a hill yeah. to feel alive like that's the thing yep versus winston who every day has potential danger mm -hmm. struggle whatever that might be I think where I've landed with a lot of that stuff, because we live in the Christian world yeah. that we do and we play at the church, and mm -hmm. I mean, the vast majority of my friendships yeah. are Christian people, yeah. um, is in any scenario, who is the least of these? And in our world right now, the least of these, you know, because it's like, whatever you do for the least of these, you're yeah. doing for Jesus. That's yeah. terrible paraphrase. Whatever it is. You know, like what? Uh, you know, but so it's like in every yes. because because what that means to me is yes. in 
in that situation, yeah. whoever the least of these, my interpretation of it, that yeah. is Jesus. So like you wouldn't, you can't claim to follow Jesus and be like, Jesus, you, I'm gonna separate you from your mom at the border right now. Yeah. No one would do that yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. But in that scenario at the border, yeah. th- the mom, the dad, the child, that in that situation, those three people are yeah. the least of these. So they become yeah. Jesus. And I have to believe that people who follow Jesus, if you didn't give them that mm-hmm. scenario, but just replace it with Jesus, they would say, oh yeah, yeah I would absolutely let Jesus yeah. invite him in yeah. or whatever. Or, you know, in the scenario with Winston, he becomes, you know, in the, when mm-hmm. he's getting, you know, what anyone who has less privilege or yes. power yeah. or they, in my world, become Jesus. Even yes. like, what's crazy is, I remember when I lived in North Minneapolis, uh, there would be people on the corners at stop signs with, you know, sign, mm-hmm. you know, asking for food or money. Yeah. And I remember a couple times, and this isn't, you know, this is whatever, but of people handing or trying to give these folks, like, are they called tracks or tracks? Oh, yeah. I don't tracks. know. What, I, see, I grew up in the tracks world. I don't, and, yeah. Is yeah, it tracks or they tracks? Are, with like, I don't even know. I don't like, know how they spell, but it's, they're tracks. They're booklets yeah. that are, they have like, like a comic strip. Like if you die today or whatever, or, you, you know. You need, you need yeah. Jesus. You need yeah. God. They kind of create, um, it creates an urgency, sort yes. of. Like, oh, if this happens. Yeah. But one time I was parked, I was going south on Lindale and Broadway, which is like pretty hardcore yeah. neighborhood in North Minneapolis. And this guy did not want the tracks and the people trying to give it to him almost like forced him into oncoming traffic because he was backing up, but he was backing up into traffic. And I just thought like, why are you telling Jesus, this homeless man about Jesus? He's the least of these. In this scenario, he is yeah. He's the guy who you could learn so much from because mm-hmm. he in this scenario. Yes, yes. So I don't know. It's a daily struggle to constantly figure out. Mm-hmm. You know how can I use my? Yes. Still good. Awesome. Right. This is awesome, man. It's. I don't know. It's just like flipping For your me. perspective, I guess. Yeah. For me, it is. It's trying to figure... I think where I'm at right now is trying to figure out... I want I want a healthy view of the universe and where I fit in it, right? So I think that's what it comes down to for me. Totally. It's trying to figure out who am I? What is this? Yeah. How do I fit in all this? And then one... Like, not that you'll ever figure that existential thought out, but then... What do I do now? Like within totally. all of this, how how do I function this? When I come in contact with you, what's my mo of functioning in the world? Right. And I think the biggest thing for me lately is realizing. I don't know. I feel like the biggest the biggest pain point for me. I had a, a lot of stuff growing up happen to me. Things I considered hardships growing up, with whether it was family stuff or bullying or stuff like that it's like growing Mm -hmm. up being a total nerd and these things of looking back and holding on almost to this idea that says man my my growing up was kind of it was hard there was a lot of awesomeness in it and there was a lot of hard things about it too and I've had like this this viewpoint of me in the world thinking I 
am someone that has had to work for things I've gotten and I've had to like push through yes, the hard things. Absolutely. Thing. But then so then the pain point right now is this thing of realizing like no, it's actually that everything that I've gone through is actually not that it's not important or yes. a big deal, but it is not as big of a deal in my mind as I put it. And it's been a lot easier than a lot of people have had it. Or sure. the, not even a lot, the most of the world outside of myself. Right. So how do I how do I function with that information? Does I don't right. know if that makes sense. No, that not. makes sense. But also I don't think you can diminish all those things because all those things yeah. have informed who you are yeah so you know we are all the sum of our experiences of our relationship like those are the yes. things that make us who we are yeah and also i can never argue with someone's experience i can't say no you didn't experience that yes i can't that would be so foolish yeah because even if they do experience that or they or when they did experience it they reacted to it differently than i would yeah i still can't argue it because they're the sum of everything that happened to them up to that point yeah and then also as it goes forward that's yes that is what informs who we are Mm -hmm. so even that is when there's all these divides and things where i'm like well, of course you're going to be crazy about guns because you grew up on a farm and that is what, that is how you connected to yes. your father. Yes. And I can't say, no, that's wrong. What I can say is like, maybe could we just regulate it slightly more the same way that I need to like renew my driver's license every four years. Mm-hmm. As I get older, I'll need mm-hmm. to do, I think yeah. you test more often, you know. Okay. I'm yeah. not saying like, let's take away the guns. What I'm saying is let's just... I want yeah. you to have your guns and I want you to be able to connect to your dad and your kids coming up. What yeah. I want to say is like there is a pattern right now that white men are, you know, or white kids or whatever are doing this thing in schools yeah. or mm-hmm. it's not the people that they tell us we should be afraid of. To yeah. say like I want you to have your gun and I want you to have a great time with your gun. <laughs> what I want, I want is you to love Yeah, your gun. I want you to just go nuts with it and have so much fun. <laughs> but I what I'm interested in is why don't we just make it a little harder for everyone to get guns? Mm-hmm. It might be a slight inconvenience, mm. but you're still going to get your gun if you're not a crazy lunatic. <laughs> yeah. You're willing to jump through the occasional hoop. Yes. You Yeah, you know, if you have nothing I mean, to hide. Yeah. Again, it's like saying like it'd be foolish for me to think we'd ever get rid of them. It's yeah. like that's not the end goal. It's like let's just find a happy medium. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like there's always uh, there's always a third option. It's not black and white. It's like yes. let's find this middle. Yeah. Yes, I I agree with that. I feel like I, I my thought lately is I, I grew up with the, I grew up in a community that had a mindset that the mindset seemed to me looking back at it was we have figured it out. We have all the answers. The way we live, the way we think, the way we approach the universe is the right way. And our only goal is to convince as many other people as possible to think this way too. And I'm balancing that with the thought of faith and conviction. If you believe something, if you believe especially faith-related, right. if you believe something, you're going to try to tell other people about it. If you love right. the Lowry, you're going to bring me here and tell me about this right. the burger that's the best burger in the world, whatever totally. it is. But how do you balance the, how do you, I'm curious about how do I, 
how do I just approach everything in humility lately? How do, including myself, of like, I don't, maybe I don't. Man, yes. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that. I'm going with that, but I just. I, for the last, I don't know how many years, probably five to ten, feel the need with every opinion I put out there to say to me. So in the sense that yeah. I'm like, the Lowry is the best to me. Okay. So because it's the best to me, that does not mean it has to be the best to yeah. you. You can think it's trash. That won't make it any less true for what it is to me. Yes. Like it, my, it doesn't, it's not my identity is not tied to, I don't know. Like me being a patron here doesn't define who I am or you not liking it as much as I do yes. does not make me any less me. Yes. And that's the thing is I think sometimes our identities are so tied to these things that, yes. that we feel or that people can feel or that I can feel threatened when someone else does not react the same way to mm -hmm. it. So if you yeah. if you reject this, it could mean it could it could cause just everything to spin yes. out of control. Like wait, if the, if then you like, don't believe that, that totally wait, that affects my whole world. You know, and yes. I think that's what happens. Yeah. And I think even like growing up, you know, for where you grew up and if that's the way they thought, maybe the best thing they could do is just travel more. I'm convinced travel is the number one way totally. to have a healthier viewpoint. I mean, yeah. it sounds obvious even saying that, of the world. Yeah. But travel changes you of yeah. seeing that, yeah. oh, people function differently. Yes. I think I might have said this to you or I think Emily the other weekend. Like you can't, you can't hate or be afraid of people you know and love. Yes. So if you have a strong mm -hmm. stance on homosexuality, my question is, how many friends do you have who are gay? If you are anti-Muslim people, not yeah. saying you. Yeah. It's like the, <laughs> Rob. Is your boy Rob? Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Uh, how many Muslim friends yeah. do you know? Because if you have a Muslim friend, hmm. it'll completely change your paradigm and perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, but how do you... Uh, you and I talked about the, the really... I mean, it was a great, it was a great article it, uh, that City Pages... But it was nice that City Pages did a feature on this podcast. But she ended it by like essentially saying, I'm... Uh, kind of being like a sexist, almost racist person for thinking that uh, the way, I don't know if I told you about that, but the way it ended was I, I, when you told me that that was out, grabbed yeah. the city page. So I have, it? I have like oh, a physical copy yeah, of it. Yeah. Man, okay. Yeah. So the thing is that I, she asked me a question in the interview that said, so, you know, the majority of the people that you've interviewed on your podcast are white dudes. So are you, like, what's your plan moving forward to diversify? And I was so caught off guard because my mind does not even think. Right. Uh, and maybe that's a problem. Maybe I need to learn about thinking, maybe focusing on that. But my, my mind, I was like, I'm like I, what's what I told her? I said, I, I, my response was, I don't have a checkpoint that says, well, I need to get this ethnicity, this gender, this uh, sexual orientation on my podcast. I'm not, right. because I never want any, I told her, I never want anybody to feel like they are sitting here because yes, of anything check other a box than, yeah, off. to check a box well, off. Well, I would me. argue that that's equally racist. Is it not? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Saying I'm having you here because you fit this description. 
yes. Or 100%. equally sexist or... It's so ignorant for me to be like, we gotta be careful that in our openness that we don't go so far that we're cl- we're so open-minded that we're closed-minded. That's like the most ignorant statement ever that I can right. make. But at the same time, I don't... It's like a, it's a new conversation to me. So right. these oh, are just totally. things that I'm processing. I want to... Uh, Man, what I learned about race that blew my mind, and I definitely told you this story the other day, but I've never told it publicly. And things will happen, and I, I don't know if I have... I have, like, this fear of someday having to write a college paper again after <laughs> I drop... I'm a college dropout. <laughs> of having to, you know, like, construct these beautiful, pristine paragraphs, mm-hmm. perfectly punctuated. Mm-hmm. MLA and format. Yeah. Yep. We're, I mean, it is... It, like, haunts my dreams. Yes. So I'm like, ah, this story will probably never come out on, <laughs> on social media. Because yeah. it, it's, like, too long. And it's, yes. And I'm just going to mess it up, yeah. and I'm going to feel <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But uh, when I was traveling again with Solasan, Michael got really sick. And I think it was called cellulitis. And we got to, it was either Tucson or Phoenix. Yeah. And we are like, Michael, what is up? Yeah. And it got so bad that it was like, all right, emergency room. And they're like, Michael, yes, it's severe. You, this could kill you. Yeah. Like, you can die from this. And he went, he like stayed 24 hours. Yeah. Or the way the tour was set up, we didn't have a show. Something that was yeah. where he was able to stay for like a day. Yes. And then he checked himself out, got back on the yeah. bus. The next day we're in San Diego for a day off. Yeah. And Winston and I became like the band nurses. And I will never, till the day I die, forget that when you took off the bandage, Michael is a black man, and that the, the thickness of what made his skin black to how soon he was pink, like mm-hmm. when I cut myself, yeah, was it's the most microscopic thickness that you can imagine. So it's like a layer of skin. Yeah, it's like thinner than this sheet of paper. You know, I mean, it's. it's I'm thinking about like when you get like a sunburn and your skin peels. Yeah, and that, I I'll never as for as long as I live forget like how soon he was pink. It's not like a quarter or an eighth or a sixteenth of an inch and then you're pink. Yeah. Or like I'm white and then I'm pink or in a thinner sheet than this Lowry notepad. Yeah. And I was just, I never, I mean, it makes, again, like the hair stand up. Like we let, this is what we let divide us. Yes. This, I don't, you know, you couldn't even put like a caliper on this. The the thickness of what makes us white, what makes us black. Yes. What, and that is the thing that is what is dividing this country. Yes. That's dividing North Minneapolis from Northeast Minneapolis from... You know, and then exponentially across the country. Yes. It was just such a crazy lesson. And we're not... What makes us all different. Yeah, and it's like, we are the same. Like, once you get past that, it's so sad that it's purely visual. Man, have you seen anything with you being married and having... Well, I say mixed kids, but they always the 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 characteristic, the traits of them. You they they have more of like an ethnic look to them. Yeah, right. Do you see anything? Have you experienced anything of like yeah, people treating I them differently? I, I sometimes forget, to be honest. Yes. That yes. I just yeah. 
like even Rebecca is Korean and I just forget. Yeah. Which sounds stupid, but it, she grew up on a dairy farm in Caledonia, Minnesota with four other adopted siblings. Yeah. To, you know, her maiden name was Klinsky. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, this like Polish or... The classic Korean name. Yeah. Klinsky. So, so what's crazy is like she had a more stereotypical American upbringing mm-hmm. than I did. She grew up, you know, there was cow, there were cows to milk. It's a yes. farm, and there is like a windmill, and there's yes. all these barns, and hay, and we're gonna go out and wake up early and do this in the field. Yes. And what's crazy is that then when she went to college at Northwestern, uh-huh. now University, your college, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, who cares. Uh, she got like a break on tuition. I don't know if it was a full oh, ride, really? but that is racism. So here's yeah. this person who solely because of the color of her skin yes I mean I will absolutely that racism worked in her favor <laughs> yeah will she say that has she said I don't like, know I, I'll tell that story a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's the like mixed reviews sort of depends on the, the audience <laughs> but it's so crazy yes. where you're like we want you here because we can yes. take pictures of you and put a, put you on the cover of the the pamphlet, yes. the propaganda yes. that makes our school look diverse. Yes. And I'm sure since then, you know. Yeah. But I'll never forget, like, when I was in college, there were, I mean, the amount of black students mm-hmm. at Bethel yeah. were, I mean, two to five, maybe. Yeah. And the it's funny, his name was also Justin, was on the cover of every <laughs> publication. Yeah. I went out, you know, or like, hey, the same. yeah, like, yeah. can we sneak you into this photo? Because yeah. it makes this. So I don't know. It's crazy because it's, you don't want to fake yeah. diversity and fake inclusion. You know, like you sort of want the, Yeah. I wish it could just go away. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times people think they're responding to race, but they're responding to socioeconomic, the divide. Oh, so we have created. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah, we have created. Like for example, there were riots in North Minneapolis. You know, forty. Well, at this point, fifty to sixty years ago. Yeah, and they were never made right. Yes. So we reward schools nowadays by their performance. If you're a high-performing school, you will get more money. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Yep. But if you grow up in North Minneapolis. Yep. you aren't in the high performing school and yep. it doesn't draw the teachers and it doesn't it's a much different yes per- paradigm yes and so what happens is there become there's a cycle and you get stuck in that cycle and a lot of people will say well but you can break the cycle but that is such a privileged point of view that is a really privileged mindset i do so, yeah, i can you know yeah that's not not everyone is in a position it's like a little nap. To uh, yeah. just gonna swat at this imaginary nap. <laughs> we're, talk- we're just talking, just constantly yeah. moving our arms. Yeah. Yeah. I swear it was there. Uh, but uh, that is a mindset of like. Oh, it's, it comes from the mindset of. Um, oh, you can be anything. Like that yeah. thought of you can be anything. In America, even you that, can be anything. That even is like a privileged mindset. Yeah, we're like, like, well, you can be if. Yeah. If everything, you know, again, like your experiences mm-hmm. up to this point have. Yeah. But that's generally not the case. Like, for example, yeah. I used to have a condo at 
29th and Bryant that we owned and we bought oh, yeah. it when we were young and stupid just yeah. in the sense they're like it's gonna be amazing yeah we're gonna meet our neighbors and it's gonna be awesome because when people move in and plant in you yeah. know and meet people that's yes. when you can have more impact yes and north minneapolis kicked us in the teeth every chance it got really just in the sense that it was constantly like you're not from here you didn't grow up here and this is from every you know people just knew we didn't belong you know we weren't yeah. from there so it didn't matter like race didn't matter it was not i mean you know like yeah it just was you're it not was just you're not from here you don't belong here so it's like oh that's a bummer like we thought like this is gonna be awesome and this yeah. is really awful and kind of the the final straw was one summer day i was not touring i was home with mm. addy and jude and a stray bullet came through our house it's like i we were sitting down to the lunch you know to lunch at our dining room table and i didn't grow again around yes. guns at all so i have no idea it was a beautiful day too so our windows were open Ugh. it wasn't like an i yeah well like today like i didn't want to sit outside because it's hot yeah <laughs> i was like let's yeah. sit in the ac yeah, it's totally amazing. yeah. <laughs> but uh it was actually a nice yeah, day. Yeah, it was the like nice window. There's a nice breeze, yeah. you know. Jeez. I'm the so, same way, by the way, at yeah. home when yeah. I Sarah's like, why have the ACs run? I'm like, if I'm home all day, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't think if I'm not comfortable. No, I can't I'm, function. Yeah, I'm not going to function. That's how I am, too. Yeah. So it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. It was like the perfect, everything was right. So like windows are open. Oh, it's a nice yes, cross a breeze. breeze. Yes. I had made lunch, you know, yeah. and Addie and Jude at the time were like either like one in three or two two and yeah. four like they were little yeah and it was like pow i mean and i was just like what and it happened so fast and it was like an iron condo was a uh, brick you know yeah. and it penetrated the bricks hit the ceiling and it must have hit a joist perfectly and then it like ricocheted into the wall like at like if i was standing like head level oh and on and then and then because did you hear the gunshot or did you hear yeah, the, like, like break both and it was like, like gunshot and but it was so fast home. again because I didn't grow up around it wow. I had no idea that um, that that was oh, you know I just had no idea the volume yeah and and so because it hit drywall both on the entrance and the ceiling down and then in it was also kind of like someone had shot off a fire extinguisher oh yeah it, was, it so just kind of like, like littered the house with. Uh, like uh, dust like or, debris yeah. A little bit. yeah so that was just like oh what is happening and then i was like get in the bathroom and then it was like nothing happened i was like everything's fine called the police and they came and they're like oh yeah it's kind of like this like teenager bicycle not gang in the sense of gang you know like yeah. gang yes. like how you would say like a like a gang of friends like a group yeah. of buddies yeah and it was crazy because when i found like that so out, nonchalant yeah said, but it didn't when i found out that that's what it was i wasn't angry which a lot of people think is make-believe okay I mean, yeah, yeah i haven't yeah, told like the story yeah. but, but i was like oh man like in north minneapolis if you're a kid all you're looking to do is fit in and belong that's all you want to do is to find your people mm -hmm. and in their situation paradigm whatever you want to call it that's the thing like if if it would have if the bullet would have hit like Addie or Jude or me, like I'd feel differently about it. But yeah. Because it wasn't, 
I don't, it's weird because I don't actually view it too as like that severe of a thing. I was just yeah. like, we can't live here anymore. Yeah. It just was like, all right, we have It just kids. was like a matter of fact. Yeah. It was just kind of like, this isn't safe. Yeah. I would also load gear in and out at like three in the morning. And I was like, yeah. what am I doing? This is, you know, this is dumb, but. Oh, three in the morning so people wouldn't see you? Well, no, just like I would come home from something or oh, two, yeah. you know, and I it's yeah. like, if anyone knew this was my pattern, such an easy target yeah um people would order pizzas to rob and on a couple occasions kill the delivery boy or gal you know you're just like it's not yeah this just isn't but all that to say the problem with that whole deal is it's 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 the result of the cycle that we never made the mayor or the governor at the time promised all this restoration yeah. Like, we're going to, you know, the, these things happened. You're right. We're going to dump money. Yeah. I and mean, we never made it right. Yeah. And it's this cycle that to so say, like, in. oh, you can break. It's like, no, you can't just break the cycle. Yeah. We created this. Yeah. We do this. If you want, you, you know, it's like the deal, like, everyone wants to keep the peace, but it's like, no, you can't keep peace. You need to make peace. Yes. One is passive and one is action. Yes. So one is easy. You're like, oh, I'm a peacekeeper. I don't ruffle any feathers. Like, you're not keeping peace. You're just lazy. Yes. So you just say, like, I'm going to step into this. And how am I going to engage in you? And not only... And I think, like, what's crazy, too, is engaging. You need to listen. Like, listening is, like, an active part of engaging in. I don't Why want is everybody listen- forgetting that right now? Yeah, it's right. It's kind of like... I'm not going to come in and with the answers. I need to hear from you what the deal is. Yes. Oh, 100%. Before we can even engage in this. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I if I'm convinced of anything right now is that I it's this thought that maybe especially right now at least for myself questions are more important than answers like having questions and acknowledging that and coming in centering yourself in humility with the situation because everything like you were saying earlier anyways to to tie this all in maybe our identity that we've put on ourselves and other people is so much thicker right than that tiny piece of skin that michael has that separates everything like that's nothing but maybe the mindset that we've put on ourselves and that identity is maybe that's this thick Right, and I think a lot of it too is what's modeled to you. So. You want more beer? I would do another beer. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna go a little lighter. Yeah. This maltiness is amazing, but I'm. Do you have the Kolsch? I need the Kolsch so bad. Whatever. That's the. Yeah, I think it's number one. Yeah, number one. And you're good with Um, Stella. Stella, for for life. Hold that thought. Yeah. Because I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, do it. You just said the thought of when you're talking with strangers, you don't want to be awkward because you want to have something to say. So when someone's saying something, you're thinking about your next thing to say. So you yeah, can keep so it rolling. Yeah, so I'll ask a question and then yeah. they will answer it. But while yeah. they're answering, I'm thinking of yes. the next thing to say. So there's no yes. lull to yeah. keep it moving. But then I was like, geez, I didn't even hear a word that you said. Yes. Because yes. I was so frantically trying to think of something to keep this conversation yes. moving. 
you just explained, the reason I'm including this in this whole deal is because you just explained uh, my biggest weakness uh, on, in this podcast, what I'm the shittiest at. And so I started the first few conversations I've been, or I should say the year that I've been doing this, I listen back when I'm going through um, and I realize I'm, I'm listening to the conversation that I was just in and I hear the person that I'm talking to say something and then I hear my response and I've realized I actually I, I responded in a way that totally didn't hear what they're actually saying because now hearing it the second time I'm like oh they're actually saying something totally different even the inflection or whatever oh, sure. and I realize I'm so nervous about these things. I got to keep the conversation going that I, th- I thought to myself, maybe if you just calm down yeah. and you just listen. Yeah. Let and there be some lulls. Yeah. And be cool with that. Yeah. It'll be so much healthier of a conversation than well, trying crazy. to like I don't, force something. I don't, I don't sense that just so you know. Oh, thanks. I was actually Im- super impressed by how you went back to a few things. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. So, yeah, I'm trying to. Yes. You're good. Thank um, you. Thank you. Ego broke, right? We play in the mornings, the situation being that we sit around as a band with all the crew and the, the production team, and we go around uh, on Sunday mornings, and they ask a question, right? And everybody sure. everybody's found themselves in this situation where I've always found myself realizing, oh, I didn't listen to the last three people's responses because I'm trying to think about what my answer is going to be at the end of right. this session when it gets around to my turn. And then once it's my turn, I give my answer. Everybody after me, I remember their responses because right. I'm in the moment thinking of it. So I've been trying to, even in those small scenarios in life. Totally. Just ign- I'll figure it out when it gets to me. But I want, like, can I memorize? So my goal has been trying to like memorize everybody's answer. Yeah, and retain it. And retain it. I, totally. Only because I just, it's, that, that doesn't make me awesome. I just am such shit at all that. No, it, that I, I think that, be better. I think that matters though. Because yeah. it, like, for example, this weekend I was in Woodbury doing that exact mm-hmm. deal. And the question was, uh, what's your first job? Yeah. Which, you know, can be anything from, like, Paperboy to... Mm-hmm. But then when I was leaving on, well, yesterday on Sunday, one of the cameramen yes. uh, was leaving. And, like, I, he had said, my name is Steve Schwinn, like the bike. And and then you know when he was saying bye, he like felt the need. He like reintroduced like I didn't. And I was like, oh, Steve Schwinn, like the bike. Yeah. Whereas like that yeah. is cool. Like yeah. I, he said like the bike. When, so he, he said, said that Steve in Schwinn. the Saturday thing. Okay, yeah. But then when he was leaving, you know, a day and a half later or whatever, I was like, oh, I know who you are. You're Steve Schwinn, like the bike. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I mean, this doesn't happen without you. A lot of yeah. times, because we're the band. Yeah. There's sort of this unspoken pedestal were put on yeah or i don't know what you would call yeah. that it's just seen as like yeah. it's it's seen as like the cooler job yeah it's like this doesn't happen without all of these other people yeah so even like to that question i thought about lying about my first job in real time because my first job was playing in a band called super chick when i was 20 i dropped out of college and i did yes. this was like, that was oh. like your first job job though like when you're in and i didn't like ever have a like, yeah so i so even like there was like a little embarrassment about that like yes. i was 20 okay and that's my first but you know yeah. it's kind of glamorous yeah you know like one of my first things ever was soundtrack doing soundtrack work for legally blonde yes. when i was so green 
had no business doing it, but just because of circumstances, again. Oh, good, wait, wait. See, then again, I'm thinking, I'm like listening, but I didn't even catch it. You did soundtrack work for Legally Blonde? Yeah, it was just through, I mean, I don't even know. Of course know you did. You've done a, some of the craziest shit But I've it was ever just, had. like, just they would know. send us VHS tapes, you know, we were touring, of like, no, it no, might be this, and then what's no. crazy is some, I don't know who ended up with all these. Yes. Like rough cuts, yeah. you know, but you're like, oh, that joke didn't make it into them, or you know. Yes. But uh, that's so awesome. But it, I was like, geez, that is such a dumb first. I mean, I'm super thankful, and it paved yeah. the way for everything I've done since. Yes. But uh, I was like, that isn't. Dude, oh, man, I can relate to that in this in maybe a different way, in the sense of. Um, should I say being I tall? Deliver? Yeah. Being tall, I'm I have been embarrassed of being tall because being tall was a pain point for me because it, it physically was uncomfortable. Totally. I got made fun of because I was a total, uh, super encore. I mean, my my teachers, my teachers and my gym teachers would make fun of me publicly. Uh, uh, I remember I was, I was, it was a small school so anybody could be on the sports team but I remember showing up to a, uh, a final like that final reception where you hand out awards after the oh. after the year of doing track. Totally. After the track season yeah. goes up. And I went up to get my award. And I remember our track coach said, she goes, well, Rob really didn't accomplish anything this year. So we're kind of just making up an award for him. He's tall. He's lanky. But at least he's uncoordinated. So uh, here's a participation award. I mean, I'm, I'm like a sophomore oh, in high school. Yeah. And so like my teachers are making fun of me because I'm tall and uncoordinated. But then it's so then all this self consciousness with that. But then now I get to a point where I've had people be like, "Well, now people say, well, yeah, you're you're especially being a tall white dude in America, and you totally. you just have every you literally being taller means you'll make more money, and so and being white means you'll make more money, and being a male means you'll make more mm-hmm. money in life. And I have these things of like, dude and white never. That's just something else. But being tall, that's like. That's been a self-conscious thing for me my whole life, right. and now you're telling me yeah, to put it like a I'm privileged because of it. Yeah, right. Uh, and so the same thing. I just made me think of your your story of like that's your first job. That's like to me that's badass. That is so cool. Yeah. But then you have these things associated with like the insecurities of like so, should I feel guilty about that? Should I have totally. not? Totally. It's kind of a weird deal. Like I'm so thankful for it, but I, yeah, in the moment I was totally really embarrassed by it. Yes. Just by the. Again, maybe it's just the privilege of it. Like, I was able to drop out of college and do this thing that was incredible. And that is... And not only incredible, but the thing that everything since has been relational. So everything that's come since it is the direct result of that decision. Yes. So that thing has opened the door for every... Yes. Other musical thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Just by saying Man. yes to this thing that, you know, when I was in college, I was like, yeah, I'll go down and yeah, try sure. that. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's funny. It changed the trajectory of your life. Complete. Okay. Now, I'm. that is interesting to me in the thought that you have something where every, you're a parent, and you would think, like, the goal is, I'm going to, we live the American dream, right? Like, American dream is, I'm going to work and accomplish something in my life so that my kids can be better off than I was. Like yeah. that to me kind of like that is the whole situation to me. Right. But then then you get that and then it becomes a self-conscious thing. Totally. Well, I with think that. about yeah, totally. Yeah. With Addie and Jude right now who are now 
Addie's 10, Jude's 8. I think, oh man, they have such a distorted view on what jobs look like. Yes. Addie and Jude will confidently walk backstage anywhere. Even <laughs> yes, if I'm yeah. not playing. We could be anywhere. And they just, because just they grew up backstage yeah. at, you know, and around yeah. these people, we did this thing with Cheap Trick at, at the uh, TCF uh, stadium. stadium. Yes. But it was for the Minnesota Wild. So it was in February. Yeah. It was cold. And I had to wear like those gloves that, uh-huh. you know, let your fingertips out. And we were all in the same green room. I was separated by pipe and drape, which I think got, you know, because yeah, they're yeah. all friends. But Robin so Zander, who is, you know, like the singer, you know, I grew up hearing I Want You to Want Me mm-hmm. and like Surrender, but he'll do like these vocal, this was a couple of years ago. So Addie and Jude to their, you know, they're slightly younger. Yeah. So it's, but he would be, he would, he was on the other side of pipe and drape, you know, but like literally as far apart as we are <laughs> yeah, from out here, dude. Only, ser- you know, only separated by, by a sheet, essentially, yes. you know, black yeah. sheet. But, and he he was to warming them, up. In, he's in a different universe to them, but you know, yeah, you're and, inches and he from started, me. He starts doing his vocal warm ups, and it's like, wow, wow, you know. I mean, it's just yes. like these, you know. I mean, he's like yeah. a rock legend. Yeah, like, yeah. Robin's, you know, and he's. I mean, I because I know who he is. I'm in awe of him. Yeah. But to him, there's just like this old dude is like yes. insane. Yeah. And they just start like gut laughing. The kid. Yeah, Addie and Jude. <laughs> and I'm panicked like, uh, Addie and Jude, like, please stop, stop. Because <laughs> I don't know him as well yeah. as the rest of the band. You know, yeah. like I don't know. It's like this gonna yes. make him. You know, he's he's like a rock god. Is is this gonna be the okay. thing that yeah. like <laughs> he just snaps? <laughs> And he was so rad, like he just loved it. But did he hear him? I'm sure he oh, did. Oh yeah, totally. And he came out, and I mean, he was so. I still to this day just, I, I mean, just how sweet everyone has always been to my kids. Yeah. Just endears me to them. Yeah. But we didn't cool. take any pictures that day, which I. Yeah. That's like the thing of my whole career that haunts me the most. That day. I just would have loved like Addie uh, and Jude to have a picture with him who they just like just, had just like of. completely threw under the bus like this old yes. guy is insane this guy sounds like a yeah. total idiot yeah you know uh, what a dummy but th- to my point like Addie and Jude are yeah. so comfortable yes backstage because that's mm-hmm. all again it's their paradigm so you can't say your paradigm is wrong it's yes. just what they know yes because that's what they've done they've grew up on tour buses and they so they just think that's how every, you know they go to this Chinese is, school. Where we go, yeah. So they don't know that there's other schools or people speak English. They just go to Chinese immersion school. So you can't discredit that or discount it. It's their paradise. But I recently have been thinking I need to get a real adult job, even not full time. Like I am super interested in like cabinets. Like oh. I want to make cabinets like a champion. Yeah. Because but you already do. You just put speakers in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But like I, for me, more I want them to see their dad leave and go somewhere, hmm. and then come back at the end of the day. Like they don't. I don't know that they have a fully normal sense of what it looks like yes. to be in the workforce. Yeah. Because what we do is so bizarre, and that's not yes. to discredit it. Yeah. But I just want to, again, it, it goes back to modeling. Never thought about so that. So it's like, yeah. how can I model? Like, there is also this other thing. Yeah. I'm not above 
because I do music, again, it's like this thing where people think it's glamorous yeah. and amazing. But yeah. It's also awful. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's both sides of the spectrum. Yes. So yeah. you're gone and you miss everything. and. But playing. then when you're gone and you're super bummed because you're missing your wife, you're also mm. in New York City and that's yeah, cool. So people you, are like, well, yeah. you don't have it that bad. Totally. But it is in yeah. your situation. It's and that awful. feels so yes. awful and lame to say, yes. but it is a reality of yeah. the thing. It's still a job mm-hmm. and you're still occasionally with people that you don't yes. want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, this dude right now is really annoying to me. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. I technically like, have the greatest job in the world, yeah. but this guy yeah. is and then, my life. Yeah, in the same way, like I know exactly how to push on all your buttons. Yes. So I'll, all right, yeah, I'll yeah. push back. Yeah. Which is so childish. But uh, so that's that's where I've been thinking. Like, all right, so I have these two kids. What huh. do I need to be doing right now? I just heard this statistic, and I don't know if it's true. Uh, and I don't even know if I heard it secondhand, but I'm gonna say it like it's true. Yeah. That you teach your kids everything that you'll ever teach them by the time they're 12. So then beyond that, they're kind oh, of figuring, man. you know, so you've taught them, yeah. you know. So then from, you know, the last six years that, again, traditionally they're in your house, they're kind of taking that knowledge and then putting yes. their, like, with their experiences mm-hmm. and everything, they're yep. then kind of finalizing that. Yeah what that means to them so again like with my they're getting close to that like maybe i should you know i still yes. want i still enjoy music but again like i am so confident in who i am as a musician in the sense of what i bring to the table yeah i honestly feel like about a three-trick pony like there's you know like mm-hmm. but i never wanted to be anything more than that yeah i have no desire to be all things to all people yes and be like i'm gonna fit into this genre and i'm gonna yes. fit into this genre like i know the things i'm great at and then i just will oh. continue to do those things but and i don't perfect it perfect yeah, it. yeah but i don't want to i don't want to get into yes. this thing and i don't want yeah. you know so so again like my identity yeah. isn't tied into music so it's so again it's like I also feel like an artist fully it's not tied to the music arts yeah and everything I mean I'm so crazy about details and about so whether I'm soldering something and making something for you know to make my pedals work or for a friend Mm -hmm. or it's all about the details it's all about the detail and the art it will always be aesthetically pleasing so again i want to yeah learn more again towards the end of my time in soul asylum rebecca was just like i had long hair at the time yeah and i would play a show just hidden behind my hair yeah she's like you seem miserable and i thought like oh i am like i'd never like her putting voice to it was yeah Cause it was just a really great job, yeah. and like I grew up loving those songs. Like it was so awesome, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. That band is why I got interested in music, but again, it. I wasn't, I wasn't happy, and yes, I often think about. Is me being here, in any environment, is me being here, taking, this away from someone else doing it, so I'm 37 years old. So is me playing guitar at Eagle Brook Church taking this experience and job away from a 20-year-old who should be doing it? And getting experience moving up? Getting Yeah, because like I'm filling one role. You know, I mean, there's seven campuses. Yes. 
Yeah. But I'm feeling, I mean, occasionally there's two guitars. Yeah. But I'm taking the spot, one of potentially 14 spots. Yeah. So is me doing this and, yeah. you know, and I, I never I thought about it that and way. enjoy yes. it. Yeah. And I, I would do it until I die if they would let yeah. me. I'm yeah. like stay like young and hip, you know, yeah, like yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, I would, but yes. I, I'm always thinking, is my presence here taking it away from someone else who should be doing it? Does that make sense? Yeah, 100% makes sense. It's not a thought I've ever, I've ever thought. It's not because saying it like seems I'm like unhappy. that's from a confident place of like there. To me, on the outside of someone that's typically my resting state, if kept unchecked, is a state of insecurity. Oh, totally. So when I hear that, I hear, I think of confidence. I'm like, oh yeah, there's, it sounds like a mindset that says, there's plenty of stuff for me, so I want to make sure I'm not taken away from someone else because the right totally. things will open up for me. Have you oh. always been confident about that? No, and I'm, I'm still not. I don't feel confident in the sense, I mean, no. there's, I, I think maybe, again, like I keep going back to these previous conversations we've had but I know for a fact anytime that I act out in a situation or do something that I even in the moment or like the split second before okay. like I know what I'm about to say is wrong but I'm going to say it anyway it always comes out of insecurity mm-hmm. so it's always me feeling like I'm not delivering what I need to or I'm not going to be good enough at it so like I totally have that. Have to protect something or hold on. Yeah, tight like so people uh, know who I am. Yeah, you know I'm, but I'm still gonna get this, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah. I'm always like, geez, why did I do? That? And then you know yeah. to have the hindsight yeah. to be like, oh, I was just feeling super insecure about myself, or about, yeah. or when that person said that. I mean, and this is always like gig related. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I knew I couldn't deliver that, or you know, or whatever yes. it is. Oh yeah. But it's, you know, any time that, like, the barbs, or, like, the, I'm going to stick, you know, yes. it's always stems from me just being an insecure yeah. asshole. <laughs> you know, like, at the root, you know. Yeah. And then that's, like, a daily, daily thing is, like, how do you keep that in check? Yeah. But I do, I think they can coexist because, again, I don't know if I should be in any scenario as a 55 year old taking the job from the 18 year old yeah like at that point like i've done it i yeah and i'm and again like i've done these things in my life as you have yeah that are so insane and so remarkable Crazy. yeah and i've never i think this is still true but i've never in my whole life paid for a plane ticket i have that has been you know, it's part of the job. Yes, yes. And then I get paid for wherever we're going. Yes. Which is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So like, it I just want to awesome. say, so I've had yeah. these things yeah. that I don't feel like yeah. I need to, I, where I'm at is like, I don't want to cling on to everything so tight that it is, Yeah. what I need to do is I need to say, I do my thing. When, it, when you no longer want my thing, Yes. That will not hurt my feelings. Like, please yeah. tell me and then give yeah. it to this young guy, gal. Yeah. And that is awesome. And yeah. I, that's what I've always loved about Minneapolis. Having, you know, again, like you say, tra- yeah. or like we have said, traveling, you just get such a great pulse on how, what the whole country is doing or what the whole world, depending on. Yes. I, I just think, like, should... Should I keep doing this? Should I 
take this so I just feel like I just have a sense of that because yeah. of all, all that I've seen it's yeah. like I don't I don't need to be this guy forever I've, uh. I've done it all it just gives me kind of some clarity that I don't think I would have if all yeah. I'd have ever done is one thing or maybe yeah right but then I also on that in that breath like I don't want to discredit people who have never done that mm-hmm. because yeah. I think both are so necessary and needed yeah so like I in my yeah. life have only done one cover gig because it was with friends and it was like yes. an 80s prom yeah and it was awesome and it, I mean and it was so much <laughs> yes. work because I didn't grow up so playing all 80s, the 80s music tunes. yes I mean I sat down at my dining room table for yeah. days Yes. Days leading up to the rehearsal. By the way, I just love your natural instinct of guitar motion is mirrored to mine. I'm yeah. Always, I sometimes remember yeah. like, oh yeah, you're lefty. Yeah, that's yes. right. <laughs> totally. But that is so necessary and brings joy. Yes. People love what is familiar. Yes. So it's like playing in the cover band is on the same plane as playing in a band that's getting paid to travel and tour. Like they're they're original tunes. Yeah. They. You Have know, you always felt that way, or is that a I mean, I don't the think... new thing over the years. No, I think I've always been I'm... pumped to... Uh... Because I feel like I've changed in the sense of, like, over the past few years, of, I've, yeah. I thought I put more value mentally on going out and playing with someone that's doing their tunes. Right. And I feel like I'm leaning more towards the way you're saying lately of realizing, no, this is all needed, all components of the spectrum. Yeah, it's all... So I was mean, just curious think, if you've always had that healthy balance I mean, the thing with music is that... It, I think it's such a unifier, uniting yes. force. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes to f- familiar. People love, you know, so like at the 80s, I mean, we didn't do it, but like if you play Aha, Take On Me, yeah, oh yeah. people are just instantly transported uh, to whatever their yes. initial experiences with that yeah. song. Yes. And like you can't deny the power of that. 100%. And then like when you and I are doing Oklahoma gigs yeah. and we're doing that in like, 12 people show up that's awesome because my brother is writing these songs that are so awesome to me and yeah. but, you know and and as it picks up momentum that's cool but like we need both yes it, there needs to be a balance so to say you've only made it as yeah. a musician if you've done if you've been on the bus or you get to fly to all your shows yeah I, where I think of that is like geez flying I'm just so thankful I'm not a tour manager who has to like herd 60 road cases. Like, yeah, yeah, I just feel, I mean, I just get to go to the gate and that's amazing. But just think of Kim King, who is the soul, the majority, who is just, just like, what a hero and champion. And I just see it as, when I think of touring at this point, I just think, man, I just miss everything. Yeah. Like I'm with a few of my really good friends, but for the most part, I'm, I'm missing, You're missing everything back home. I'm missing everything that I, Minneapolis to me is the best city in the world. Yes. Which I know that 100% people would agree. feel that way no matter what's, you know, they feel that way yes. about their city. I love that it's central. Oh, I think this is where I was going back. I don't think I ever said this. Minneapolis, this was my thought about traveling too. It's not cutthroat. So having traveled so much. Yes. Okay. In New York, Los yeah. Angeles, Nashville. I feel like if you leave and stuff, like you're worried about coming back and getting those jobs. Yes. Whereas Minneapolis is so friendly that I feel like you come back and you can kind of slide back into your things. Into, yeah. You it's haven't much more lost, relational. Yeah. You haven't lost those things. Yeah. You just seem so like 
confident in your identity being like, this no, my identity, I play guitar or I tour, it just sounds like, but that's not my, that doesn't make yeah. me who I am. Right. And, and earlier you said something of like, we've been talking about swearing online. Like that, I, you can, you can filter yourself because that's not my identity isn't wrapped up in this. So me just not choosing not to swear because the people I'm around is right. not me being inauthentic. Right. Do you... And that's not to say yeah, that yeah. I haven't done that in the past. Yeah, yeah. I just think with where I'm at, like, yeah. I don't... With where I'm at and now who I'm deciding to represent, yeah. I just don't feel like it's necessary. Yes. Unless it's absolutely fighting yeah. for yeah. someone who needs to be... I feel yes. needs to be fought for. Because Okay, so that's what I'm curious about. Like, where do you draw the line and has that changed in the sense of... You just have always seen like someone that's very firm in your, uh, maybe like beliefs or opinions or like viewpoint of like this thought. If you even talk about your kids and seeing their like paradigm of the world, like you you seem very confident in like this is my paradigm and the way I see it, I'm gonna share it. Right. Have you has that changed with how tightly you hold on to that over the past like few years, or is that it sounds like you're saying like you've like loosened up on on that a little bit. Like Which the opinion, aspect? The aspect of like sharing opinionated or like forceful statements or things. You would... Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think with social media, I mean, because that's to me where I would share. Yeah. Because I can share my my strong opinions with my friends. Like, yes. Because one, yes. that's it. We're like minded. So mm-hmm. the, to me, the problem with what has become the problem with social media is one, it was created to bring people together. You know, it stemmed out of, let's say, Facebook, which was essentially like a college roster yep. that then was opened up to mm-hmm. the world, America, mm-hmm. United yeah. States of America. Sorry, yeah. Canada. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and, but it's done in complete isolation. So I'm having all these thoughts. Yes. But I am alone in my room or I'm alone in a parking lot on my yeah. soapbox, completely isolated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't start, I don't feel like it started all like that. I just feel like it's become that. It 100% has become that, What for me at least. Another problem with it to me is that you can now, I can curate the exact, I can make it look exactly how I want. I can say, my uncle is a racist. Unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> We're still friends. Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. not so I can make it look exactly how I want. So it's completely unrealistic. Yeah. Yes. And it's and it will just never me having an opinion yeah. different than my uncle online will never end in peace. It will never make peace. What would be way more brave is yeah. if I called my uncle and said, Let's grab lunch. Yeah. Because I think a, a lot of the change in the, the world, and not only like I'm gonna change my uncle, yeah. but just like we're gonna at least meet and like yeah. start moving towards each other. It always happens around sitting at a table and food. Yes. Like historically, 100%. yeah. I don't know, I and I don't know if I got that from that. the Bible or what. Yeah. I just feel like it always. It doesn't happen or on a, Bourdain or something. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. At my. <laughs> on yeah. my iPhone, yes, by myself, <laughs> laying with my, in your bed, being like, oh, yeah. maybe I should change the entire way I think about the universe. Yeah, yeah like, does I happen. don't know. So I'm just not there anymore. I just feel like this thing that was made with the purpose t- 
to bring people together has yeah. now completely failed us. And we have all bought into it. Uh. And we all do it. And so now I just wonder... I also think what's so crazy is like there's this urgency to it. We've, we need to know what is happening right now. Yes. We need to know if the picture that we, you also cannot show the shit in your life. No. You cannot do it. Yes. So again, it's curated. So it's yep. like right now I'm at the Hollywood Bowl and this is awesome. Yep. You know, so 100%. let's get a picture of this. Yeah. You can't be like, oh man, I'm feeling super insecure yeah. because when I play this chord, it doesn't feel right. Yes. Like I know it should feel different, yes. but I, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. There's no way to show that, but yeah. you can show and make everyone make feel awesome. jealous of yes. like these experiences you're having. Yes. So there's this urgency to it. And then there's also where I'm at with it, the understanding or realization that yeah. there's nothing on it I think I said this to you again six weeks ago, three weeks ago that I care about. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So I like I like that, so, that idea. You know, so six. I don't even remember six weeks ago what was feeling so urgent about Facebook or Instagram that like, that, I, that made me have to stop what I was doing and disengage. Yes. Yeah. In this conversation or in this green room, yeah. but right now, like there's nothing six weeks ago I care about. But right, so yeah. why do I let it have this power in my life right now? Yes. Do you I'll have that stuff happen sometimes with high school. Not even yeah. friends sometimes, but acquaintances who can, yes. you know, because now yeah. that's the other crazy thing is yeah. it's like friends of friends yeah. can see stuff. So you're like, oh, I remember that name. We've never in our whole lives had yeah. a conversation. But now but we're now, arguing but about now guns. But now we're like talking about <laughs> guns or about the border or about... Yes. And what's so crazy to me about the border stuff is it's like we all came from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I have a little bit of native, but it's yeah. not who I solely am. Yes. So some of my relatives did some really bad stuff to some of my other relatives. Yes. You know? Man, that guy singing yes. the other night, I, I would want to find him and talk to yeah. him. Uh, Dr. Don Johnson or whatever his name, Doctor uh, Professor Doctor or something. That sounds right. Is that it? Doctor Professor. Doctor Professor. But he was like, my people brought my people over and enslaved my people by my people and then they yeah. took land from my people because he was so diverse yes just in his own being yes yeah so I, I don't know dude everything you're saying okay this whole thing just seems to have naturally gone to this thought of identity like where do I like how what do what part of me do I identify with thoughts included yeah gender race sexual all that things included do i identify with and then how does that change the way i look with the perceived identity of everyone else yeah right well i think i think where i've landed with identity yeah. or even like being yeah. identity in music identity yeah. is there will never be anyone better at being justin charbonneau than me as long Hell yes. as the world oh, has, so has been yep. and will be yes like it will never happen so I can be fully me and yes. and that doesn't mean that there aren't days where I don't feel like, oh, geez, I'm not, like I said, uh, uh, yes. yeah. but for the most Preaching part, the choir right now. yeah, like 99% of me feels so confident in that. Yes. And so I just wish, you know, for so many people that that would be the case. Like we need, again, we, yeah. I need Winston Roy. The world needs Winston Roy, yeah. you know? 
Oh, one. And anything. Oh. Okay, this whole th that thing you just said right there is super painful to me because I I literally think I don't I didn't I agree with it and I didn't understand it and fully hold on to that until maybe a year ago. It's been a year of like holding on to no one's gonna be a better me in the universe than me. So why waste my time being feeling guilty about it? Yeah. Uh, make sure to try to better myself totally and be the best me yeah, possible that doesn't mean become stagnant yeah. and lazy yeah i mean you can always improve on it yeah. just makes you a better version yes. of yourself but it's like i'm never going to be this person yes you know i'm never going to be this musician i'm never going to be this great yes. thinker but i can still work myself in yeah better versions of that is that a natural thing for you this mindset or is this like did I, something happen no i think like, i've just never shift. felt the need to compete i've always just known the things i'm good at and yeah. i because no one knows what i'm good at and what i'm bad at better than me because yeah. i live in my skin yes so i know you know like playing music is a great like you're constantly <laughs> you're constantly you're evaluating like, like, like oh man i haven't that. actually geez i haven't touched my guitar for how you know then yeah. i'll go and do something i'm like oh that feels bad yeah feels, yeah you know, so like no one, and no, no one, one would know that if they watched you. No one you. can cut me down yeah. worse than I can cut myself uh, down. So having that awareness, yeah. I mean, it, you could That's weaponize really it, or yeah. I could. I mean, and I can see how people weaponize it against themselves. Yeah, but I don't know. I just know I'd have no desire to to be more than what I am. I don't know if that's oh, weird or if that's. Dude, I. That is probably the most most badass statement ever yeah, that is because i want i want to be that i feel like i my natural resting state isn't that and i feel like it's been literally like a daily thing of reminding myself that like you know, right. i don't want to be this thought of if you had a choice if, if reincarnation was a thing and you can come back as anybody else in the world the thought of like getting to the point of saying I, I'd come back as myself like yeah. I, I like the learning to love myself and appreciate yeah. that and not just because you're stuck with it because you are like it's just almost pointless to think about yeah. anything else I just think it's awesome well, it's all I think it's healthy know, yeah. too, so I don't know yeah why not come yeah. back as yourself and yeah. give it another shot because anything else is just wasting time yeah right Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com map 
or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it. Thanks. Uh, I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing. Say the most random thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect.